So normally on Thanksgiving, I spend a little time looking back at the past year and looking at everything that's happened and the people who have been a part of my life and the things that I've been able to do. And I give thanks for all of it. And I don't know about you, but wow, um, we made it to this Thanksgiving, but um, it seems so much more difficult um, because when we look back at the last year, it's really easy to see how many challenges and hardships we have faced, how many fears and how many worries that have piled up into our lives, the stress that all of that has created. And it's easy to see how um, things have so divided us and separated us from one another. And it's, it's so easy to see um, all of the things that have come at a huge cost, um, both personally and collectively um, throughout our world. And I don't know about you, but all of it just can weigh pretty heavy on you. So in the midst of everything this past week, uh, it was also the Begin Interfaith service that John and I have been a part of um, over the last like 14 plus years. And this year was all online. And um, thanks to uh, Noman, the Imam um, from the mosque in Brookfield, he was able to be the technological uh, host leading the, our, the event. And um, so while we were all gathered at 7 p.m. on Tuesday night, John and I uh, started thinking about what we were gonna say at about 1.30 that afternoon. And um, I, I was holding things together pretty well um, with just everything that was going on. And then I got the phone call from Stonebank School saying that our boys were gonna be going virtual the next day. <laughs> And it was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> one more thing, just one more thing that became difficult and hard. And so I just started launching. I started like just naming everything about this year, COVID, uh, this word that we have come to know. Um, and just everybody who is in the hospital setting, everybody um, who is a teacher right now, and everybody who, whose lives have just been so changed by everything that they're facing. And I just, one thing after another, I just started throwing out to John and he's writing or typing on his computer as fast as he can to try and keep up with me. And he's like, slow down, slow down. And then finally he interrupts me to say, I think we have enough. We, you have a, a page and a half here, Sherry. And here's the thing, I could have kept going because as I listen to people, as I hear the things that all of you have been juggling, the list could have been so much longer. And sometimes I think we can be prepared for, you know, handling bad things or hard things in like sets of three, three things that don't work out or go according to our plan but we are way beyond three at this point. We're at like 103s plus. So I finally stopped with my list 
And I looked at John and I said, okay, now you have to get us to hope. You have to get us to gratitude of how it is that gratitude can unite us. And so that night as uh, we gathered at the CTK Sunday School Room, um, before then the technology, the, our, our signal was not doing very well. And so uh, Mina Korshidi, who spoke before us from the Baha'i Faith, was starting to like get a little glitchy. And so we're like, oh, you know, hopefully people are going to be able to hear us and see us. Um, and so as we launched into this little vignette, um, the entire time that I was going through all of the challenges of 2020, we are completely pixelated. You got to just like watch it for a really good laugh. And then toward the end, when we finally kind of start coming back around and talking about how this year is a year to just name it, name all of the things that have been hard. And then maybe to readjust our perspective so that we can appreciate the little things that have happened, so that we can appreciate the times in which we were able to solve problems with one another, to appreciate the times in which we were able to be together in some way, shape or form, when we were able to pray for one another. And then, all of those things is what leads us to gratitude in our hearts. So, of course, the last 10 seconds of this, um, of this little video, the focus becomes completely clear again. And so Noman um, skillfully transitioned by saying that, um, this past year kind of was brought into more focus by the end of our conversation together. So maybe that's where you have to start this night as well, or Thanksgiving, whenever, um, whenever you have time to do so. You know, tra traditionally this is, has always been the passage chosen, the scripture passage chosen for Thanksgiving Eve. And it's either a passage that you really resonate with, that you find a lot of meaning in, or it's one that drives you absolutely insane. And um, most of the time I really love this passage. It's a, a beautiful reminder to me of um, the things that we are to be focused on and where we are to turn our attention to. Um, but sometimes uh, these words can be, be really hard too because it sounds as if it's so simple. As if it's so simple to just not worry. When in reality, we know that while we don't have to worry about what we will eat, um, it's, matter just, it's just a matter of choosing what we're going to eat or what we have time to prepare. There are many in our world where it is a worry, it is a concern about whether they'll have enough for the next meal. And when it comes to what we'll drink, we know that that too is just a choice on our part. We have access to clean drinking water. We have milk that is plentiful and cheap for growing children. And when it comes to what we are to wear, well, maybe this is more of an issue in your house. Um, for people who are trying to figure out um, 
just the right outfit or something comfortable or something that fits uh, what they need to do for that day or making sure they have a really, really nice uh, shirt on top and maybe pajamas on the bottom. Um, and maybe, maybe you live in a house where it seems as if the dryer clothes never really quite make it back into people's bedrooms. But there again, it's a matter of choice. It's a matter of finding rather than a fear of what you will wear. And so while we're incredibly mindful of all of those things this day, we're also mindful about how much worry affects each and every one of us in our daily lives. It seems so strange to hear Jesus speaking these words, but then again, maybe he knows that as humans, worry has the power to consume us if we let it. And so maybe he begins with the most basic things that we need, what we will eat, what we will drink, how we will clothe our bodies as a way to call our attention back to not worrying about it, but always looking to God to provide, always looking to God to help us, to lead us, to guide the way. I remember, um, stop me if I've told you this story once before. That was a joke. Um, I remember sitting on the school bus as a little kid and one of our high schoolers came on at like the last minute and so just kind of sat down somewhere in the middle of the bus where all of the younger kids were gathered. And she started working on her math homework on the way home. And I was sitting across from her and I happened to look over at her math book and instead of seeing numbers, I saw letters. And I, I didn't even know what to think. I thought, how would I ever be able to do math like that? Math that had letters instead of just numbers for addition, subtraction, multiplication and division. But at the time, here's what I didn't take into account. You don't go from elementary math to that of calculus. You take a slow and steady process to get there. Maybe that's a good reminder for our lives too. Um, when it comes to all of the things that weigh so heavy on us, we have to get there slowly and steadily by turning to God in each of those moments. Uh, I, I was able to hear a, a podcast um, lately or um, kind of like a, a webinar by these two people who do a podcast. And um, uh, she quoted this Dr. Diane Samuel who said this quote. Now, it's an interesting quote, so um, let me know how you feel about it. Smiling can trick your brain by elevating your mood, lowering your heart rate, reducing your stress. The smile doesn't have to be based on real emotion because faking it works well.
Now, I don't know if that is good practice all the time, but maybe it's sometimes um, what you need to sort of trick your brain. One of the funerals um, that I was at recently, one of the grandchildren spoke on on her grandfather, on all of the memories shared. And one of the things that she talked about was how he asked her, what's the most important thing you put on every day? And as a little girl, she was stumped by that question. She was trying to figure out what it was. Was it your shoes? Was it your shirt? Was it your jacket? And of course, what it was, was not actually anything about what we wear. It was our smile. So from the very beginning, as soon as we wake up, get out of bed, that was the first thing he told his granddaughter that we are to put on, our smile. These two um, that were leading this webinar also shared this great image. And they, they, um, they told everyone to picture a hundred story building and to figure out what floor you might live on. And over the course of your life, happiness is kind of that floor. And some people over the course of their life might be on the 40th floor or the 50th floor. And some people might even be as high as the 85th floor. Um, that generally how they feel about life. But then there's a, these elevators that are in the building. And so one day, um, maybe something comes along out of the blue that surprises you and that fills you with just incredible joy in this moment. And so it takes you up to the hundredth floor, the penthouse suite, and you get to see this beautiful view of the entire city. But you don't live upon that floor. And so eventually you go back down to the 85th floor or wherever where you live. Now the thing about the joy elevator is that there's also a grief elevator. And sometimes that has a way of taking us down, down a few floors, down a lot of floors, maybe even down to the basement level where there might not be a whole lot of light that shines in. And so that might be the times in which it's especially important to just put on the smile, put on the smile to remember and give thanks. And maybe that's what helps us to get back on the elevator of joy to get back up to the floor that we live on. So maybe we still need to do that this day. We need to name all of the things that have made 2020 hard. And whatever, whatever level that leaves us on in this building that we live in, maybe we also then have to take a deeper look, a harder look to look at all of the simple things that we have appreciated. Maybe the things that we've taken for granted in the past. Maybe all of the times in which our worries turned out working out just fine. We had more than what we needed. And maybe we look around and just simply give thanks for 
every single person who has touched our lives, every single experience that has shaped us, and most of all, every single time when we've been able to say, thanks be to God. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Amen.